This is the Quick Slants Podcast. What's up, Packers fans? Welcome back to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. You can follow Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI. So for those of you brave souls who came to Game on Wisconsin to hear what I had to say about this season finale between the Packers and the Lions, I thank you greatly because the news is not great. The Packers fall to the Lions 20-16. to They miss the playoffs. Their season is over. A Lions team whose season had already ended before the opening kickoff by virtue of the Seattle Seahawks winning their game in overtime against the Rams. Detroit had nothing to play for except for pride. And if you're judging by the final score, we know which team ended up looking more prideful in this game. The Lions finished 9-8, second in the NFC North. The Packers 8-9. They finished third in front of the Chicago Bears who own the number one overall pick in this upcoming draft. So the Packers season is over somehow after a bit of a magic carpet ride in which I think a lot of us were feeling like this Packers team was not going to come all the way this far only to not get into the playoffs. And it would have been Probably a little different. There's a lot of mixed feelings right now. I think some people feel relieved. I think some people, after watching the way the Packers fared against the Lions, are glad that they're not going to the playoffs. They don't want to see them get their butts kicked again by the 49ers, who they would have faced next week in the wildcard round had they won. I think some people are are very upset that the Packers aren't moving on and at least playing a playoff game. It would have really made... It a magical turnaround after they were four and eight and staring down the barrel of a top seven draft pick and they turn it around and won four straight games to even out to eight and eight and thought to themselves it's a home game it's Aaron Rodgers it's Lambeau Field flex to Sunday night this team's got a pull another rabbit out of a hat and make something of it. And I think we were all feeling really sure that the Packers would do it, but alas, they did not. The defense held the Lions at 20 points. Once again, the defense hasn't given up more than 20 in a long time. And so they they show up again. They, they definitely didn't look great all night. They didn't force a single turnover, but... Still, only 20 points on the board, and the Packers can't get a win. This look, this formula, this output in a game that ends the Packers' season, once again, a very similar script. No turnovers. Guys turning the ball over, fumbling. Guys who don't normally fumble. Aaron Jones fumbles in this game. He had one against Tampa two years ago in the playoffs. Drops. Aaron Rodgers with what looked like a couple of bad interceptions. One of them ended up getting called back because of an illegal hands to the face. 
uh, penalty or an illegal contact penalty. So he gets bailed out on that bad throw. I think his arm might have gotten knocked on the actual interception at the end of the game. But it's the same thing. It's the same crap. And the Packers walk off as losers. And their season is over. This wasn't a playoff game, but in a game that the Packers had to win. Same thing. Over and over again. The hero ball by Aaron Rodgers. The defense all of a sudden can't make a play. Guys are running open over the middle of the field. The other guys are making spectacular plays. You had a flea flicker. You had a hook and ladder play. Dan Campbell's Lions are not surprising anybody in the NFL. The Packers knew who was coming to play them in this game. It didn't matter that the Lions had nothing to play for. You know who Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions are. And they outplayed you, they outcoached you, and they beat you again. Matt LaFleur is now 1-3 against Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. And you can throw away the season finale last year and say, well, they played Jordan Love and they didn't really care. They had the one seed already locked up. Okay, you're 1-2. and two. You lost twice this year and you looked like booty doing it twice. And just some things in this game that just make you wonder why did we fall for this team. I fell for this team. I completely bought in and started to hope against all hope and say, hey, I can't pick against and bet against this team at this point. They just keep winning. And they're they're finally playing like we thought they were going to play all season long. And tonight, last night, I'm recording this obviously late after the game, they took off the mask and it was the same face that we saw in the middle of the season at the worst possible time, and it ends the Packers 2022. They finally grab a 16-13 lead in the second half, and then this team just inexplicably loses their heads. Both Georgia rookies, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, turn into absolute meatheads. DeAndre Swift goes down after a play. A Lions trainer comes out on the field, is trying to get to Swift. He kind of tries to move Quay Walker out of the way so he can get to his down player. And Walker shoves him in the back. Took exception to being being kind of moved out of the way. Less than a week after a team trainer saves a player's life on the field, Quay Walker has to get in his shot. He doesn't like being pushed. He takes it personal that somebody wanted to accomplish something and do their job. Similar to what got him ejected and flagged in the Bills game. A player's trying to help him up. He doesn't understand what's going on. He's meathead. He turns, he pushes the player on the sideline. He's flagged and tossed from the game. He was ejected twice this season. Then after the Walker push, Wyatt comes up and bumps the trainer as well. Little bully action there. Georgia crew, right? I don't know if that shit flies in college, but it was a horrible look and a clear sign that they knew they were getting their asses kicked. They knew they weren't winning this game. 
that's the kind of stuff you do when you're beat and you can't hang. The Detroit Lions, again, with nothing to play for but pride, turned the Packers into petulant babies. And it was really pathetic to see. For everything that Walker did that was good this season, the growth, the plays, the speed, to me, he pissed it all away in that moment. Man, if you're going to do this every season and this is who you are, I don't want you on this team. I mean, he cried after the Bills game. Okay, you got caught up. You feel bad. You're a young player. You're learning. All right, cool. Second chance, right? Again? This is just turning into an ugly pattern. The Packers need to deal with this swiftly, first rounder or not. I don't care where he was drafted. Can't have this kind of thing happening on your team. And that goes for Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, Mark Murphy, everyone else. LaFleur was pissed. He was screaming at Quay to be smart. And the league is definitely going to find him, but the Packers need to take sizable action here. The team needs to do something because the culture of this team can't be that. That's just pathetic. Pathetic. And it was the kind of thing that, that where you kind of knew, I knew, the Packers were probably screwed pulling that kind of stuff at home. I'm obviously very upset about this and the way that the Packers played. Just go down like men. And that was a a terrible look. I was watching this game at a Packers bar in the Phoenix area and I want to shout out Monty Mora of Last Call Lambeau for meeting up. Had a good time and it was a good crowd. You know, there was everybody was in it till the end. But... The game ends and it's interesting how fans start to kind of process what they watched for three hours. I heard a lot of time to let Joe Barry go. Will Aaron retire or won't he? Oh, he's got to retire. He's got to go. And I'll save my thoughts on Rodgers for maybe another show. I think it's a little too soon. It's too raw right now to talk about the quarterback's future because He doesn't even know what he's going to do, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And so, you know, going going back to the whole Joe Barry thing, let me just get this out of the way right now. I have a lot of issues with Matt LaFleur and the way he coaches this team at times, especially in big games. Matt LaFleur is not going anywhere, nor do I think he should. Uh, So he's not getting let go, and I don't want him to be let go. I can be disappointed in Matt LaFleur. I cannot like some things about Matt LaFleur. I can have issues with what I think he's really capable of doing at his max and also not want him to not be the coach of the Packers. I think I, bad English there, bad grammar, but I don't don't want Matt LaFleur to, to... be sent away. I want him to continue to head coach the Green Bay Packers because I think he does some good things. But, you know, earlier this season, I was all over him for not having control of this team. He didn't seem to be able to get them to pull their heads out of their ass during the losing streak. And I'm a big, it starts at the top kind of guy when it comes to problem solving and leadership. Whether it's sports or corporate America, whatever it is, who's at the top? I want to talk to the manager. Who's at the top? It's the head coach. And in this game, just like the three seasons before it, his team goes out looking like a chump. Now, is there a good way to lose? Is there a a, a way that a team loses where you don't say, oh, they look like chumps. Oh, they failed. They screwed up. 
I mean, you know, like if you don't win a game, it's probably because you made some mistakes and you could have been better, obviously. But again, I go back to it always looks the same. It's the same things, bad things that are happening to end the season. You got Mercedes Lewis fumbling last year. Aaron Jones, two out of the last three seasons. You can't, you can't get to the mountaintop if you can't count on the stuff that's been working and gotten you near the summit to continue to work in the end to get you over the top. And they just can't do it. And it's happening at Lambeau Field. We can argue how the coaching and the players all impact the game, but this thing is played between the lines. We can argue, did they have enough talent? We hear that. Everyone got sick of it. Oh, they're so talented, but they're not good this year. And everybody said, well, how talented are they if they're not good? And maybe there's there's questions about that. Aaron Rodgers was asked after the season, how far away do you think you are from competing for a championship again? And Rodgers said, we're probably a couple players away. So the team that they went out there with against the Lions, in the quarterback's mind, in the most important player on the field's mind, was already deficient a few guys. Well, that's a pretty big margin to have to overcome if you want to win a championship. That's a lot to ask. You're going to have to add two or three impact players. You know, I mean, the the Packers had a decent draft last year. Can they do it again? I don't know. They've had some good ones. They've had some not so good ones. It's You do the best you can, but there's no guarantee that it's going to happen. And I think there were plenty of good players to be had on this team. Offensively and defensively, those players didn't show up at home in a must-have game, straight up. They just, you know, some just really crapped the bed and didn't play well. They really didn't. I, I I don't look at what Detroit did in this game on offense or defense and say to myself, man, there was no way the Packers were going to overcome that. I really don't. I mean, Jared Goff had good protection. The offensive line for the Lions is is was was good. Goff was only sacked one time, but he was impacted. He made some bad throws. He wasn't sacked, but there was pressure. He didn't look all world, but he had a little extra and more than did the quarterback on the other side. And I'm not blaming Aaron Rodgers solely. I think you can you can look at the offensive line. At one point, Yash Nyman's taken out of the game and replaced by Zach Tom. Not, not due to injury. It was because Yash Nyman was absolutely having trouble with Aiden Hutchinson, rookie pass rusher for the Lions. So the Packers had to make a change. Once again, in the final game of the season, the offensive line is an issue. Last year and the year before that, it was because there was no David Bakhtiari. So it just, they, they, they get into these must-win games and all the stuff that was working for them stops working and things just snowball. And it's, it's just, a, it's rough to watch. It's really, really rough to watch. I feel like the record is skipping on this team. 
Great regular seasons. They made something of this regular season. They made us watch all the way until the end. The last three seasons, they were, they've been great. They won 13 games. And then at the end, just whimper, whimper out. It's a different story if this is a 40 to 38 shootout and the Packers get a couple turnovers or they win the turnover battle. But it's it it they it's it's literally the same crap year in and year out. Yeah, flea flickers, the hook and ladder. Dan Campbell with his clock management, knowing when to decline a penalty, he was a step ahead all night. His team was not going to play another game this year. A step ahead. You're a little envious if you're a Packers fan. And if you're not, I think you're lying to yourself. So my question is, now you're 1-3 against the Lions, Matt LaFleur. Where is the counterpunch? Where's the counterpunch? Aaron Rodgers. You can't, you can't put a bow on the season without talking about Aaron Rodgers if you're talking about the Green Bay Packers. After the game, he walks off the field with Randall Cobb. We saw the picture of them in the tunnel, talking, the two of them. A lot of tweets about how emotional it was and how it looked. And he had a lot of people saying that, oh, he's definitely retiring. Look how he's walking off the field. Too soon, too early. We don't know. But Rodgers said after the game, he's going to step away from things and ponder his future. Obviously, the smart thing to do after an emotional moment, after another bad loss. And the team has said, and Rodgers has said, that he's going to make his decision rather swiftly before they have to start prepping for free agency in the draft. I think it's like a, it's too soon to speculate on what Rodgers will do. I'm not going to do that on this show. I'll do it. I will, I'll come back and I'll, I'll do a show. And we'll talk about it. I'll probably dedicate an entire quick slants to Aaron Rodgers at some point. But I'm, I'm not going to do that here because we've got a, you know, a, the, the game, the end of the season, other stuff to talk about. Rodgers has got a lot of money on the table next season. He's got a lot of pride. He's got his legacy in Green Bay. I don't know. Once again, though, and I, I mentioned some of the difficulties that the offense had, and obviously guys fumbling in the offensive line, not getting on their blocks, drops. Those aren't on Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers was just not good enough in this game at the end of the season in a game where the best players on the field had to be at their best. And Aaron Rodgers was not that. He just wasn't. The first interception that gets that gets brought back because of a Lions penalty was a terrible throw. He's, he's got to throw that ball sooner. Aaron Jones is wide open. So Aaron Rodgers will turn 40 this year. And, and listen, the Packers are not getting any more lightning in a bottle with him anymore. And this is not sour grapes. This is, I'm just, this is reality, people. This is reality. The Packers bet on him for a few more years. They paid him a lot of money. And I think he can still make some throws. But he can't make all of them. And he, and he just isn't what, he, he can't be the dude. That can't be what it is. And maybe that's what he's saying when he says we're a few players away. Is like He's like, hey, I need, I need just baller central around me. And we can do this thing. But I think Rodgers, he still has too much control of the offense. 
and there's too many limitations due to age taking what it takes from everyone. He's just not vintage Aaron Rodgers. It's just a bad recipe because you're never going to have Aaron Rodgers running the pure Matt LaFleur offense where Matt LaFleur is calling 90% of the shots. It's just not going to work that way with a 17, 18-year veteran like Rodgers. Unless this team is bulletproof around him, they are not likely to win big. That's just a reality we have to face. We have to understand that. The receivers, the tight ends, the offensive line, the running backs. It's all got to be crisp and on point. He missed guys open. I, I'm i not going to worry about the all 22. This is the one week where I can say I don't have to care about it, read it, look at it, or get mad about it because it doesn't matter. The season's over. He missed open receivers. I'm sure we'll hear about it for the, the those that do the great film work. He's just not seeing the field very well. And the Packers, and he, you know, the Packers bet that he would be, that he would be able to do that and that he was going to do that this season and that the offense would account for what he can't do anymore, but they didn't. And and Aaron Rodgers is the offense. As he goes, the offense goes. You can talk about how they run the football and Aaron Jones and the Matt LaFleur offense has taken over. It's still Aaron Rodgers' show. He's just got a lot of say. And if you're looking for more control over your own situation, like Matt LaFleur likely is, it's, it's not a great place to be. I know what they say during the press conferences, and LaFleur says, I'd love to have Rodgers back, and I, you know, I'm not going to blame Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron Rodgers. But I would really love to know what they, they really think. Rodgers and LaFleur and everybody else, I'd like to know what, they really, what they're really thinking. Just some really frustrating things, like just a lack of awareness. You've got a timeout called by the Packers on a field goal attempt. The Lions don't know it. Russell Douglas is walking through, trying to be funny, man. Reaches over to pick up the ball. Doesn't have any business being at the line of scrimmage and picking up a football. Gets kind of pushed by a Lions player. Retaliates, swipes at a, at a player again. Flag. They always get the second guy. This is the kind of stuff that makes me question Matt LaFleur's hold on his team. How can you do this at home in a game that you have to have? How can you act that way? How can it be that that's how you are? And this is the fourth season now that we've been really disappointed. Whether it was special teams, the defense, Matt LaFleur hired his coaching staff. You can talk about how whether... Mike Pettin was forced on Matt LaFleur or Joe Barry came in and had to run someone else's defense for the first year and then finally got to run his own defense this year. Well, that defense didn't make enough stops at the end of the game. They didn't force any turnovers in this game. Now, the Lions have been very good at not turning the ball over back half of this season. So this wasn't some anomaly performance by Detroit. They're well coached. They're disciplined. Take a page out of what you saw across the field because that's how you build a winning culture and a winning tradition and your team starts to win more games. It didn't help that they started out one and six. That's why this Lions team came into this game with less on the line than the Packers who were four and eight. But in the end, what matters is 
Football is a game of discipline. And it's a game of emotion. And the Packers lost their emotion and they lost their discipline. And they lost the game. So we're now on to the offseason. And a lot of decisions the Packers have to deal with like they do every year. Players who are free agents. Coaches who may be on the move or that Green Bay might want to replace. The Packers will have the 15th pick in the draft. And really, is that's not that bad when you consider the fact that they were sitting well within the top 10 five weeks ago. I mean, they had like a top seven pick five games ago. They, they picked 12th in 2019 after finishing 6-9-1 and one in 2018. And so they're only three spots worse, and they had a chance to go to the playoffs this year. They won two more games. Could have been three. So the Packers will have a chance to add some of that talent that Aaron Rodgers is talking about and hope to God that these young players show up ready to improve mentally, maturity-wise, and physically. And that's all of the the rookies. They had a a very good draft class. Kingsley Anikbare looks like he can be a nice rotational piece as a pass rusher. Zach Tom proved that he's probably the right tackle of the future on this team if David Bakhtiari is back. He might be the left tackle if, if Bakhtiari doesn't return. So you add some more talent there, see if you can bring a guy or two in in free agency, and then the Packers, obviously, are, and Aaron Rodgers are going to have to figure out what their what that situation looks like. And it's it's two totally different conversations. If it's going to be Aaron Rodgers in 2023 or it's going to be Jordan Love or... A, a, a different quarterback. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Lot, lots of stuff to be figured out and a lot of things to be answered. But I, I think, and, and you know, I, I, I didn't come in with a bunch of stats. I didn't come in with a big game recap here. Who cares? Like this season's over. I didn't want to go through any of that stuff. And, and if any of you wanted that and are disappointed I didn't do it, let me know. Let me know what kind of things you want to hear about on Quick Slants. I am fine with the feedback. If you want more numbers, let me know. I'm happy to to delve more into that stuff. But I really thought, obviously, this show needed to be about the story. The story of the game, the story of the season, and just a very disappointing end that I don't think a lot of us saw coming. I think we thought that the Packers would at least have one more game to play. And you can sit here and say, well, at least they don't have to, we don't have to watch them get their ass kicked in San Francisco once again. I would have loved to have watched the Packers get their ass kicked in San Francisco one more time. I would have loved to have had another game to be excited about, to talk about, to prepare for, to watch. And now we'll be watching somebody else, someone else's team. Someone else is going to be having the fun this year. And it's not us. So all the teams that wanted the Packers out and all the fans that wanted the Packers out are reveling right now. And that's just the way it goes. Right? So as far as Quick Slants goes, I will be back. The show's on Monday. I'll be back if there's something newsworthy to talk about next week or in the near future. Otherwise, there's going to be a little bit of a break, as there usually is during the offseason with the show. Obviously, we'll be, we'll be back if there's mini camps and after the draft and all that kind of stuff. We'll definitely do the show, but probably take a little bit of a break if there isn't much that happens over the next week or so. So as always, I appreciate everybody 
for sticking with us, supporting Game On Wisconsin, supporting the Quick Slants podcast and all the other shows that we do. It's always a lot of fun to interact with everybody, hear their thoughts, see, hear the feedback, and be a part of this community that gives somebody something to listen to and, and a way to kind of digest what happens with the Green Bay Packers. So thank you for giving me this platform as our fearless leader, Jacob Westendorf, has said many times. One of his favorite bands always says, it's the audience that decides who stays and who goes. And I appreciate the chance to stay and be here for all of you. So that's a wrap on the 2022 regular season. Again, not sure if I'll be back next week. It depends on what happens this next week, but looking forward to doing it again next year. And I'll be back uh, as strong as ever. And hopefully the Green Bay Packers will as well. I hope everybody's week is off to a good start. Hope everybody's year is off to a good start so far. Not the way we wanted things to end, but we had a little fun along the way before it did. Again, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jason Perone. You can follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. Take care of yourself, everybody. Stay warm wherever you're at. And regardless of how disappointed we feel on what is not, unfortunately, a victory Monday, it is always and forever. Go Pack Go. Off play action. Back to the throw. Prescott with time. Right it over the middle. Through the hands of Cooper. Intercepted. Intercepted. Cutting left, 25-30. He's got an escort to the 35-40. Hurdles a defender across the 50. 